0: Welcome to the Nicodemus Podcast. Here, we will discuss the deeper things of God that your everyday Christian wonders about, but may not have anyone that will discuss it with them. We will discuss what a relationship on a deeper personal level looks like, while also maintaining the practicality of being an everyday Christian with an everyday life. Welcome back to the Nicodemus Podcast. I'm Aaron Paris, I'll be your host. Uh, I'm here with, as always, with the Coltons. Today, this is episode seven, and we're going to be talking about covenant. There's a lot that is available to us because of our covenant. We're going to talk about covenant, what that means. With all that being said, Edmondson, you're going to pray for us.
1: Yes, sir. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to minister. Through this podcast lord i just ask that you let our words be your words and let this knowledge come out in a way that people can understand and just take in easily and so we just thank you for this opportunity in your name we pray amen amen, amen.
0: so um covenant who wants to get us started
1: uh i'll start i i want to start with hosea 4 6 uh, pretty common scripture it says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will also reject you from being my priest. Since you have forgotten the law of your God, I will also forget your children. When we're talking about covenant, <clears throat> a lot of the church stays in a um, can-can't type thing with the focus being on can't more than anything else. Today, I think we're going to talk more about the can. What What is available to you as a child of God? And so, with that being said, I, I, I love the subject of covenant because it's one of the best revelations I think that I've ever I've ever received and I think it can really help people when they take it and apply it to their lives about you're a son of God. We just spent my gosh all of monogene all of monogene with the sonship and all of identity talking about being a son of God. So now we're going to be talking today about things that are available to you because of that identity. So um, if anybody else wants to add in anything before we, I think Galatians, I know we've mentioned the Galatians,
2: uh, probably a, the last three or four episodes, but it, it says a child different, nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. So we've got to understand that our God, um, has many things that is, that is his, that is now ours because we are in, we are his sons and daughters. There's a whole multiple categories of just all the blessings and gifts and stuff that, it's all right to walk in and receive because there's things in covenant. There's stuff that we will receive because it's our covenant, and there's things that we can do because it's our covenant. A covenant's not just about receiving, but it's a it's also about the stuff that we can do for other people because we have this covenant. We can do for other people. Um,
0: uh, a lot of times when you you hear the word covenant, you find out that covenant um, that that when they entered into covenant, they, a lot of time there was bloodshed for covenant. Um, bloodshed was a a um like a key token to uh finding out like get entering into covenant and so when you when you understand that you look at the fact that jesus shed his blood for us to enter into covenant and one of the things that they would do also is uh bleed into a cup and actually ingest it drink it and jesus hands the uh the cup and says this is my blood uh, at the light, at the Lord's supper so so he was literally saying uh we're entering into covenant we are in covenant so i just think thought that was really cool stuff to add in there go ahead
1: uh hebrews 9:15 says for this reason, he, he being Christ, is the mediator and negotiator of a new covenant, so that those who have been called may receive the promised eternal inheritance since a death has taken place, which redeems them from the sins committed under the obsolete first covenant. So I want to make the statement early on that there is a covenant with God that he paid for with a price to enter you into. Typically, during a covenant, both sides have to give something up. Gosh, in this in this case, Jesus gave up way more than we ever have to give up and God gave up way more than we ever have to give up. But I want to say that there is a covenant available to every born again believer because you have been bought with that blood. And so in the covenant with God, though, a lot of people, especially your charismatics and your and your pentecostals want all of god and a lot of them say that they believe they can have all of god but this covenant with god is a covenant if you look at it in a natural sense covenant both parties have rights both parties are entitled to certain things in this covenant with god it's all of god for all of you he doesn't withhold anything from you but i as christians so much uh, gosh how much times how many times do we not let god have all of us we look for a shortcut into getting the dip and to get in the depth of God. And that's that's not really how a covenant's supposed to work.
0: Yeah, we end up wanting all of us and all of him. Yeah, right. And, and it don't work that way. Uh, we have to give up all of ourself. Um Jesus said that um if any would follow after him they'd take up they'd have to take up uh their cross and follow him. Right. So so we we have to uh, be willing to to lay down our life to to uh, become him, to all of us for all of him. And so we um, then can, then we understand that because I'm in covenant with him, then um, it's just like entering into a marriage. A marriage is a covenant. So when we enter into that covenant with God, it's just like entering into a marriage. And, and so... Everything that I have belongs to my wife. Uh, according to the way God sees things, me and her are one. Uh, the word says, uh, for this cause, uh, two, the, t- the two will leave the father and mother, and or the man will leave his father and mother and his wife, and twine, the twain will become one. So, <coughs> saying all that, we become, uh, uh, husband and wife become one. According to God, if I own it, my wife owns it. So, if that's the case, and I'm in covenant with him... If he owns it, I own it. Yeah, and I mean that—that that sounds that sounds crazy and all of that. And I'm not—I'm not in this re, really in this relationship with God to to be like like that, where I'm, I'm greedy and want all this. I just realized that what he owns is mine because I'm in relationship with him. I'm in relationship with him to be in relationship with him. That because I'm in that relationship. I I entered into the covenant with him. And because I'm in that covenant with him, there's fringe benefits. And that means that even what I say, the spirit realm, I honor.
1: Right. And a lot of times, one of the things that I had talked about when I preached it is that the things of God are a right to sons of God. The church looks at, uh, we call it blessings, but it's not blessings. God taking care of your needs is not a blessing because the scripture says that he will. Okay, so when you're a covenant with him, and and part of that covenant is is the scripture. So when you're a covenant with him and he's got all these promises, if you look at covenant as a legal contract, which it is in a lot of cases, um, both parties have rights, what I said earlier. And so... As Christians, though, when God does something for us, we act like we can't believe it happened. And I'm not saying that there's not still there shouldn't still be an awe or a, or a glory about what happened to you. But I'm saying if I have a bill that needs to be paid and I pray about it, when when the bill's taken care of and and no man had any part in it, I shouldn't act like I can't believe that happened. I'm praying to a Father that I'm in covenant with who who whose word to me says that he's going to take care of my needs. And and so that's but last last episode we talked about getting into the scripture and learning who God is. That's another big part of covenant. Learning who God is and learning what things that he promises us in the scripture because if he promises it, he is bound by blood that he decided to shed to uphold it. And that's not how a lot of people work. Look at it, but God is a God who always holds up his end of the deal, yeah, and I believe it's in Mark. It talks
2: about signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who will believe. Those things should be following you because they're because you believe. You believed on Him, yeah. and I'm not just talking, um, you know, for other people, but also for you. Um, a great example of this is healing for me because I'm, I'm we're old, we're we're owed healing. I don't have to wait till Sunday to come to church if I, my back hurts or whatever. I don't have to wait to Sunday for some my preacher or, or the different people in my church to come lay their hands on me I'll lay hands on myself and I'll speak to that pain I'll speak to this and say and like you've got to leave my body because that's owed to me the healing is owed to me I'm in covenant and so I don't have to deal with those you know that pain or whatever because I'm in covenant God is my healer it says that he will be my healer that's
1: that's one of the big things is why with all the stories of healing in the Bible all the scriptures that talk about healing why do we see healing as even a debatable subject in the church
0: I, I was about to say what we what we end up thinking the church for a long time has thought that, that somebody's got to either hold this special place with God uh, that, that they've earned that nobody else has they've earned this place or they have um, or they just know how to pray the prayer just the right way that they get some kind of miracle and then we put these people on a pedestal when what it really boils down to is them people have been working on their relationship with God and they know who they are and you don't because you're going to somebody else looking for it. The fact is, He is our Father. And and we used Luke 11 the other day when we were talking about uh, the Holy Ghost. Um, And it says, uh, we'll give the Holy Ghost to those that ask in Luke 11. Now, in the other um uh, accounts the other uh, accounts of the in the scripture it doesn't say give the holy ghost it says give good gifts so you can take both of those i I, I love to use Luke 11 to talk about the holy ghost but the fact of the matter is God Father God's not going to withhold the a healing from you because he is your father yeah. if if my kid was sick and i had the i had a healing for him i would give it to him and 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 i'm a According to Jesus there, I'm a bad father, and our good heavenly Father is not going to hold those good things from us. so so uh, once we realize that, I'm in covenant with him and because of my covenant, he's going to take he's going to take uh, uh, care of me. He's going he, the spirit realm recognizes that when I say it, it's just like God says it if i recognize who i am
2: yeah the best thing that in my opinion that a christian can get freed of is that begging praying mentality Mm -hmm. you do not have to beg praying is not begging it shouldn't be begging oh lord please heal me just please do this please do that it's not begging you're reminding god that's the way i look at it is like god you said this in your word that this is possible So now I'm asking you to hold up your end of the deal. And I'm not throwing that in his face, like, you know, poking him with a stick, like, come on, do it. It's just saying that, hey, I've read this in the scripture. You said this was for me. Uh, I'm, I'm activating that because I am your son. This is owed to me, you know, and it happens. And now let me say this. There's been times that I've prayed for healing where I haven't seen it happen just the way that I wanted to see it. And it didn't happen right then and there. And sometimes it has happened right then and there. But every time that I have asked, once I got out of that begging mentality, all my prayers have always been answered because God doesn't withhold things from His children.
1: I know a lot of the church doesn't like to hear... Us say things like it's a right, or God owes it to us to hold up his end of the deal. God is the one who chose to make a covenant with us, yeah. I- N- not not us. God chose to, and and then not only did he send Jesus to die, he's the one who puts it in the scripture as a covenant. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like we're talking about healing, and I said, why you you answered it for me, but I said, why is healing even debatable? It's because people don't understand that that's their right, and so that's where. Sorry, I know I'm talking a lot about covenant, but y'all know I'm passionate about it. That's where sovereign God gets to slip in, because people don't understand covenant. And so when somebody is sick and they pass away, they go, Oh, well, it must have been God's will for them to go. Well, that doesn't make any... There's no scripture that backs that up. There's All the scriptures point to God being a good God. And and it says at one point... the. In Romans uh, 12, 2, the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. How is you dying of a terrible sickness, good or acceptable? Suffering dying. And- I- and so, and so all of those people that you're talking about, I, we've all heard it. If you've been in a traditional church or not even a traditional church, just around church, somebody says something like, well, they know or I need somebody who knows how to get a prayer through. Those people just understand what the scripture says. That's it. Yeah. Because if you're listening at home or wherever you're at and we're talking about healing, there's an easy scripture. Isaiah 53, 5. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was crushed for our wickedness. The punishment of our well-being fell on him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's Jesus that Isaiah is talking about there. Um, But that's a scripture that is ours. And so when you're in covenant with, with a God who sent his son to be punished like that, it, it is not wrong for you to say, God, your scripture says Jesus was punished for me or, or, it, by his stripes. I'm healed because of those. And he took them. That's, that part's done. God's part's done. Or, or Jesus' part is done, rather. Sorry. Yeah. And when
2: I first started coming to this church, we still say this, but it just was said a whole lot more when I first started coming as our pastor always used to say, it is God's will to heal, and that once I that was an awesome revelation. It took me a while to like, to receive that revelation for my own, but once I did, it it only makes sense that it's God's wills to heal. I you know everybody like Evan was saying they say well you know uh, one of the sayings i will say is God needed another angel. God doesn't need people in heaven. He needs sons. Of, I mean he does. He wants us in heaven. I'm not trying to belittle that, but he wants sons and daughters here on earth to establish his kingdom on earth he's he's wanting to us to be able to reveal his good nature and we can't do that when we're sick and suffering um
0: if he's he's omnipresent why does it matter to him whether you're in heaven or on earth that's right it it doesn't matter to him one way or the other as long as you're in fellowship with him uh so so uh, that's that's the whole thing the the thief come to steal to kill and destroy that's not what god came for um uh, I I like I like the the verse in Isaiah that uh, Edmondson quoted. It, it's repeated again in or part of it is repeated again in First Peter two. And what I like about First Peter two is it, it it says it past tense. It says by his stripes you were healed. Yeah. In other words, in God's account it's already paid for already done, right? You ain't got to. well, am I going to get healed? No, you were already healed. Just accept what you were given. Yeah. And, and so I, I like that. I like the way that it, it's worded like that. And <clears throat> that's in the King James version. I'm not sure how it is in the other versions, but, but, uh, it, I, I like to look at it in that past tense that I have, my debt has already been paid for yes. and my healing is already done. I I'm, all I've got to do is walk in it. And, uh, so I, I, um, it's awesome to think about my, co- my covenant. And I, sometimes I say contract. Um, I used to, when, when I was, a, um, about 18 years old and, uh, on fire for God and, uh, you know, trying to, trying to pursue him, um, when things weren't going right that would be one of the things i would declare is this isn't part of my contract yeah. my contract does not say this my contract is and i you know i would declare whatever the word says uh, uh McCoy was talking about praying god's word back to him it's not that god forgot yeah but it uh, it honors him to know that you know what he has there's said there's a
1: scripture that says to put him in remembrance
0: mhm and it's because of the fact that, like I said, he, he loves to hear us say, God, yeah. God, you said this, and I'm holding you have said. And, and and the scripture says that his word won't return him void.
1: That's what I, I was just, I wasn't about to say that, but Numbers <coughs> 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he not said it, will it not happen? That's, I mean, if he said it. You can take it to the bank more than anything else that yeah. any man has ever told you. And so when we're talking about covenant, if you can find it in the scripture, we say around here a lot, if he did it for one, he'll do it for another because scripture also says he's not a respecter of persons. Yep. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I uh, thought about uh, Sister Mary Turner used to sing, uh, he'll do it again. That was mm-hmm. like one of her favorite songs and, and he will, he'll, he'll continue to do it. Uh, Edmondson, you were talking about um, our it being a right, and how people some Christians might get upset about us calling it rights. But if you um, look at our American rights, uh, you know they, we have rights as an American because of the government. But the government has given us those rights because of the men who went and fought in battles and people who have died, shed blood for us to. To uh, have the right to, for our freedom, and and we will get mad and say, you know, no, I have the right for this. I, you know, we we'll uh, boldly stand up and tell people, no, that that's my God-given yeah. right. Well, actually, it's more of our uh, American-given right. God just saw fit for you to be born in America, but we we will readily recognize that right that some man wrote down in a in a uh, law somewhere. That's backed up by the fact that someone died to keep you free in a free country. Well, what about this? There is a book written that has some rules in it that was written to give you some rights, and it was sealed by the fact that somebody died and shed their blood for you. Yeah. And now I'm talking about the Bible, not about the Constitution. Right. You have right because God, because God saw fit to to enter into covenant.
1: Yeah, and and that's one one of the biggest things is. Jesus couldn't have done all he did without being in covenant with God. A lot of people don't want to think about that, but his covenant was that covenant of a son. The covenant of a son, which is what Jesus came to bring us into. We've we've said different times throughout the different episodes, Jesus didn't come just so you don't die and go to hell. That's true. He came to make you a son. With that being a son, I read it to you earlier in Hebrews 9, he made a new covenant with us. The old law passed. Now this is the new law. And this is a new law of the the enemy so loves to get us caught up in can and can't. And so much of the church just focuses on the can't so much that they keep people in bondage, and they're afraid to move. And and when they do move, they don't know if it's right or not. And they, you, I'm talking about a can covenant, a covenant where the things that you see that God's in the Scripture, the things that you see of God, you can have and you can do. The people in the Scripture were not just there to be good Bible stories. They're there so you can look and say, "Why pa- Paul did this, I can do it. Peter, Peter did what, I can do that." Je- Jesus is listed as our supreme example. I'm pretty sure that's first Peter 2. Uh I, uh it might be second Peter 2, but it's one of the Peters that calls him our supreme example. The, they're in there so you can look at it and say I can do that too. And you can because you are bought with the same blood, the same uh, you might be thinking that right now well, you know, at the time of the disciples, Jesus' blood hadn't been shed. It had, just not on Earth yet. It was already established for them to come into it.
0: <clears throat> it's it's cool because the Book of Revelation says that Jesus was the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the earth. So when you look at God being uh, in a in in a t- place outside of time, you know He's not bound by our time, and He's a, He's in the beginning. And he's in the end all at one time. Uh, When you look at that, you realize that Jesus, uh, that Jesus in God's eyes had already, he had already died on the cross for our sin before Adam ever sinned. Only in in God's mind. Right. Not in our linear timeline, but in God's time, it was done that way. And I, I, I won't chase this rabbit too far, but I'll say this. Uh, some maybe sometime in the future, maybe we can have uh, an episode that talks about this. I don't know, but in the very first word of the Bible, if you break it down into Hebrew language and you look at the Hebrew letters, the pictographs, and the letters, and the, and everything that's in Hebrew, uh, it will literally tell the story of Jesus dying on the cross. It says it says that the Son of God will be destroyed by the work of His own hand on the cross. And the very first word is Bereshit. but but it will actually show that out. Uh, and and so both ends of the Bible tell about dying on the cross, and they're both pointing towards each other. Revelation's back, to, uh, Genesis went back towards Revelation saying this. And all of that was declared so that he could be in covenant with you.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um, I just want to go back just a little bit when Evanston said that Jesus is our premium example. An example is something that's not unattainable. An example is there to show you that you can do something. When you have in your in school and you have example questions, it's gonna look like what it's gonna look like on the test. Mm-hmm. It might not be the exact same numbers, but the formula still works yes. the same. Yes, that's the, good. The formula still works the same for for that example for the a similar situation. And Jesus is an example. He's not something that we can't obtain. We can't Jesus the 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 Bible lays out uh, not the Bible. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Excuse me. The church lays out example as something that we could never be, but thankfully He came for us. Right. It's not the case. It, Jesus came to show us what we could do, how we could do it, the authority that we have. You only get the authority that Jesus had when you understand that the covenant He had a covenant with Father God. That's why He had the authority that He
1: had on Earth. Absolutely. And, and one of the things talking about covenant and authority is if you talk to anybody in the kingdom of darkness, they understand covenant infinitely more times than than your average Christian does. And that's why you see them accomplishing the things that they accomplish. They have more faith in our God than most Christians do. And you might be wondering, what, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is if you have ever seen any sort of interview or know somebody personally that used to have heavily operating the kingdom of darkness they will tell you you know yeah we had all this power but if we ever encountered a real deal christian we could not do anything about it i've not seen one ever that has said anything contrary to that and so they know when they come in contact with christian but but you know what the average christian don't bother them not a bit because they know we don't get it yeah so we're not so we're not gonna stand up at all They, they just run over us or, or they start speaking out, you know, curses and stuff, and most most of your Christians will, will freak out and go the other way. Wasn't it pastor that talks about,
2: a, he, he talked to a witch one time, and she said something along the lines of, uh, if Christians only knew the power they had, then what they see us do, they would laugh at, because it's nothing compared to... Mm-hmm. Do you know the story? Can you tell that story? Uh,
0: I, I, no, I'm just vaguely aware I, I remember some other stories about... They, <clears throat> Uh, uh, a witch come to um, wanting help and help and uh, she started talking about all this and you can do all that why do you need me and because you all have and so, mm-hmm. um, anyway, just saying all of that because of the fact that, uh, we have what they want and they're doing all of these sacrifices and all of these different things to, to get what they want. When for us, the sacrifice has already been, yeah. the yes. stuff's already been done. Yeah, uh, All we have to do is accept what is rightfully ours. it is our right it is given to us because of the sacrifice that Jesus has already had uh, gave and so we should be partakers in that. so so honestly if you if you uh, take communion you know you enter into the lord's supper what you're really doing is entering into covenant with him uh, and, and and so uh, and When I think about that, it makes makes me want to go, uh, you know, uh, take communion all over again, just to just in case I had forgotten the covenant that was rightfully mine. Uh, now I can have, I can say, oh yeah, let me go back and pick that back up. And as,
1: yeah, do this in remembrance. As
0: often as you do, just in yes. Remembrance
1: of and, me. and somebody had mentioned it earlier. It might have been Colton about healing, or something like that. But the the people that you encounter that would say, well, I tried all this and it and it don't work. One of the things about covenant is if if you're not holding up your end of the deal, don't be surprised when you go to access it and access is denied. Not that God don't love you, not that you have fallen out of the grace of God, but it's all of God for all of us. If if you're keeping all of you and wanting all of Him, if if you're not going to hold up your end of the deal, why should He? And I think that's where a lot of Christians are at. And a lot of Christians will get upset because they go, well, I, I prayed and it didn't work. How are you praying? Are you praying are you praying a ransom prayer? Are you praying a begging prayer like Colton talked about earlier? Has your life has your has your life been to where God knows you and knows, oh wait a minute. Of course he knows, but I'm just saying, is it to where he knows, oh wait a minute, that's Colton Edmondson praying and and I'm in covenant with him? Is
0: it is it also um like Job? You know, we, we look at the the story of Job and and Satan comes before God and says, there's nobody in the earth. Nobody in the earth even. And, you know, keeping up with, the, I'll say it this way in light of the night's thing, there's nobody in the earth keeping up with their side of the cup. And he says, have you considered my my servant Job? And he, in other words, was saying, hey, Job's got, he's keeping my cup. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we need to, we need to kind of remember it that way. And so that God would say, ah. Uh, yeah Aaron in my covenant, right yeah. Aaron is keeping my covenant so so guys we we've talked quite a bit about this um but we've um often said our our really our drive for this is to keep things practical too, so give people the practical use, so y'all, what do you have about the practical side of covenant for me, the practical
1: side would would just be. I guess I could give some examples of of myself and, and covenant is just understanding the scripture and understanding what's yours. Not that you go and you quote every scripture by heart, word for word, but you understand who God is. And so you understand who you're in a covenant with. I, I may or may not have told this story before, but this is one of the ones that kind of got me on to the covenant authority type kick is is my wife had been to the doctor and they give her a really really bad diagnosis and this is kind of the first time that anything ever happened like this to me because i didn't pray but she called me and was upset and and was telling me all the things they said and i was just like no we're not that's that's not right that's not what what God's plan for you is. And I just, I literally prayed a prayer along the lines of I've, I've had words about authority. I've heard messages about authority. I may not understand it to the fullness, but with what little bit I do understand, I'm using that. And I'm saying, this is not the case. And so when she went back to the doctor, they were like, oh, everything's fine. You know, I'm not real sure what they were seeing at the last place, but but you're good. Um, there was another time that they... This wasn't the same time, but there was a, a different time that they wanted to um, take out... Um, I think it was our gallbladder. And so they... She was having all these issues and, and the doctors and she has some family members that are nurses and stuff. And all of them are like, yeah, gallbladder, gallbladder. Um And so she went to have the gallbladder checked out. And then while she's having the gallbladder checked out, the nurse was looking. I, I don't know. I've never had nothing like that done, but I guess it's like a sonogram type thing um, where they look at your organs and stuff. And so the nurse was looking at all that and, and then... um they were looking at her kidneys too. I guess they're tied in. But she said while the nurse was looking at her kidneys that she literally was like, oh my God. And and Delana was like, what? what? And she was saying like, your one kidney looks like really bad, like really scarred up and stuff. And so again, I didn't pray. We just declared that, that her organs were right and functioning. She still got all, all of them. Nothing's had to be taken out of her body. We weren't sacrificing none of her body parts. And when she went back to the doctor... The doctor was like, hey, your kidneys look fine. I don't know. I don't know what it was that they were talking about. I, I guess that would just be practical stuff, you know, understanding the scripture and just being able to use it in your everyday life. Um, I don't know how else to put it other than that. You know, you you can cash in on what God has for you daily in different situations, um, depending on how they come up. Yeah, there for healing is a good practicality
2: for understanding your covenant. Another good practicality is money. Um, When I when I used to live in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, um, I I had this job. um, I had this job at a retail store. For whatever reason, something came up where they they didn't pay me enough money, or or maybe some kind of expense popped up that I had to pay. I think it might have been summer school that came out. I wasn't expecting to come out, and I was going to be two or three hundred dollars short on my rent for me to be able to pay my rent because I was living in an apartment and I was praying to to God. I was like, look, I said, I tithe my money, every check that I get, you know, I tithe to you. I give, uh, you know, give back to you, Lord. i I sow into people you asked me to sow into, you know, this, uh, you know, I'm in covenant with you that, you know, you, you're supposed to give back unto me as well. And, uh, I had this guy at this church that I was going to, I hadn't told this to nobody. I hadn't asked for prayer for this, I prayed that prayer and then went on about my day. My rent was due in like three or four days. He came up to me and he's like, Lord told me to give you this and, and gave me the exact amount of money that I needed to be able to pay my rent, that the money that I was short that I had spent on uh for the thing for college or whatever, gave me that exact amount. I was like, Lord told me to give you give me give you this and that that's something that we're in covenant with is our financial side of it. Now, you know, I'm not just out here asking Lord, like, you know, give me a million dollars. That's right, not that's right. not practical. Like God's—that's not practical at all. But when things come up like that, that I didn't know that expense was going to be there. You know, I'm—I'm I'm pretty good with my finances, I believe, but I didn't see that expense coming. And when it did, it hit me, and I was like, "Lord, I need help." And the help was offered.
1: I'm in covenant with Him, so He provided for me
2: in that situation.
1: I—I I think that—I um, think that's a really great example because. All Colton had to do was hold up his end. He held up his end of the deal as being a tither. And and I said earlier, God always holds up his end of the deal. He, he always does it. He's not like like man. Like, they can let you down sometimes. God don't. I, I remember the first... I, I was never anti-tithing, but there was a time where... Um, I didn't I didn't understand really how important it was. And and my wife, and at the time she wasn't my wife, she was my girlfriend, but taught me the best lesson ever on tithing because she she was raised here and knows how important it is to tithe and stuff. And so um there was a Sunday and I knew she didn't have much money and she was gonna give in tithes her very last bit. And like not just not just this is all the cash I got on. Me. This is all the money I have left. And she was giving it. And and in the in the aisle in the pew, I mean, we're sitting there, and I'm trying to tell her not to give it. As as bad as that sounds, <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "You don't have nothing else more than this." And she's like, "I gotta give it. I gotta give." It. She like won't relent. So I'm like, "Whatever, you know, give the rest of your money." You know, kind of acting like she's foolish about it. Well, she she does give it. They'd taken up, counted all that. And at the end of at the end of service, somebody comes up to her and hands her ten times what she gave in the offering plate. I'm talking about right as service ended, they beeline to her and say, "God told me I had to give you this. I don't I don't know why." Uh-huh. And I was like. What? and it was all cash and I, was like, <laughs> I, was like, I was like man pass that on basketball uh,
0: so so i'll I'll tell um something along the same lines this, this is just a testament of God keeping sight of the covenant when I keep mine um <clears throat> me and my wife had had uh hit some hard times not with each other just hard times life was bad you know and uh and and I get paid every other week And, uh, and I'd end up forgetting to write my tithes check and all of that. And then it was like, well, we'd get here and then I don't have my checkbook. I don't have any cash. I'll just, I'll just write it next week. And, you know, and the next one, and I'd forget or whatever. I didn't have it week. You know, the word actually calls it your first first fruits. Yeah. And, uh, so, so <clears throat> over time with that going that way, uh, see Malachi says that God will rebuke the devourer. When you bring your goods into the storehouse, God will rebuke the devourer. Well, I had not bring in, been bringing in my goods to the storehouse and the devourer was allowed to, to run rampant in my house. And, um, so I started getting noticed to tell you how bad off I was, my My, uh, car, they were sending me repossession notices, like, we're fixing to come get your car, and they were sending me, uh, foreclosure notices on my house, we're about to take the house from you, and I, I don't know what to do, you know, I, I'm, and, um, and so, at this time, my job sent me, uh, sent me out of town, um, and so I'm, I'm in a hotel by myself, and I'm praying about it, and I was mad, I was mad, and I was saying, God, you know you're supposed to take care of my of me. I, why am I about to lose all this stuff? And uh, and it was that verse come back up to me, and I'm like, I'm like, but God, I know that's what I'm saying. This verse says, and and then I realized I haven't been Putting giving my time. Yeah. I haven't been doing my part. So I called my wife and I was like, Look, babe, this is what uh, I I believe, and so at my job I can. I can uh, go in at any time and change my allotments and where my money goes uh, for my paycheck and all of that. And so while on the phone with her, while I'm on my trip, I pull out my computer. I log into our, our pay uh, thing and I set my, um, my 10% to come out. And I went ahead and calculated her check because hers can't do that calculated her 10% and added it on there so it was all coming out of mine and uh, and so everything's everything's handled and and because I set it up that way it was the first thing that come out of my check automatically the first thing first fruits just like the scripture says and um it was something like three months uh, i want to say and my car was caught up my house was caught up wow it wasn't long my car was paid off now my house i'm still paying on it's been years but you know uh but my my car was caught up, my house was caught up, and y'all, I didn't get a raise. You know, it was it wasn't <laughs> awesome. a raise. It was it was I started keeping up with my side of the covenant, and God started keeping up with His side because I was keeping up with. So so with that being said. Uh, we we're telling you today, guys, uh, listeners, that that God is sitting there ready to give you the rights, give you what's yours, if you just enter into covenant with Him. Do so by, uh, as Colton said earlier, give all of your stuff for all of. So, uh, with all that said, um, uh, I know we told practicality. Uh, any last thoughts? Because we're we're about out of time.
2: For my last thoughts, I just want to say the covenant is. Uh, right now in America, everybody talks about entitlement and how it's wrong to be entitled and, you know, you shouldn't be entitled. And in some cases, that is true. But as a son of God, you are entitled. This is something that you can boast in, that you are entitled to these things because God says that you are entitled. And it's not, you know, a bad thing to be entitled to these things because God, he's, he's laid it out for you saying, hey, you do this, this is what you get. And God's not asking for us to do—we don't have to do this long checklist every single day to be able to get these things. It's really simple— all we have to do is fellowship him. Be knowing who he is, knowing who we are. We fellowship in him. We're keeping the things that he's asking us to keep before him. We're keeping the commandments, all that good stuff. And then he honors this in our lives. And you, are, my pastor, always says you can't outgive God, which is true. You can't outgive him. Um, and so, a covenant is something that's owed to you. It's for you. It's for your benefit. It's for the benefit of others as well. Like we said in last week's episode, but the covenant is everything that you're owed that if you'll act on it you'll do your part you'll get
1: way more in return than you you could ever give i i just want to say when we're saying the things like it's a right or you're it's what is owed it's not that it that god doesn't want to do we serve a god like i said earlier i was going to say more about can than can't we serve a god who wants to do great things through you and for you and it's not blessings that it gives you. Your your father owns the cattle on a thousand hill. Your father is is the creator of all things. And so these things are you can do it. That's that's what I want to leave you with. Look at what you can do in the scripture. Leave all the can'ts out. Look at what you can do in the scripture. God wants to do it for you and through you. So you're in covenant with him. If you see something in the scripture, you can cash in on that just like anybody else you might have known or heard about, read about anything.
0: Um, So for me, um, I I, I think, Y'all pretty much covered all of the things about covenant, but I just I just say this. My last thoughts is if you enter in with co- uh, on your side of the covenant, He has already entered in with His side yep. of the covenant. Amen. It's it's already done. Yep. So we it, He's already paid His part. You just have to you just have to enter in. Uh, so with that said, uh, thank y'all for listening. Uh, so next week uh, we will be talking about authority uh, that will be episode eight uh, closing out season one and uh, we uh, also have a website uh, email podcast at gmail.com uh, so email us with any feedback any um, comments questions topics you want us to talk about we will pray over them, pray over them see if there's uh, what the holy spirit wants to do with them um but we will definitely be reading them if you got prayer requests we'll be praying for for you we may not read them over line uh, over the air but we will pray over them cuz we want to uh, we want to be a blessing to you all as well uh, so those will be prayed over uh, any of that podcast at gmo.com um, we'll see you next time